Welcome to the 98th edition of the Guna Podcast, recorded on the Monday night before Arsenal's visit to Sunderland in the Premier League. This podcast is sponsored by Gunashirts.com, the finest website for all of your Arsenal t-shirts. I'm your host, David Udo, and I'm continuing with the panel from the podcast just recorded, meaning on the other side of the table from me are Steve Ashford, Mark Ollington and Joe Broadfoot. So, gents, a um, million things we could discuss right now, but Joe, looking, looking ahead to next season, if Arsenal were to finish outside the Champions League places in 5th, 6th or, God forbid, 7th, where there's not even a UEFA Cup qualification, would you prefer them to be in the Europa League or out of it? The first thing I want to discuss is Mark's silly little dance, because he was, he, he was doing, I don't know what it was, it was sort of robotic, a bit like Peter Crouch. But coming back to your question, mm. I still can't get that image out of my head, by the way, but coming back to that, um, I'm, I really just want us to finish in the top four, because that, is, that has been the criterion of success, supposedly. Now it feels like it's going to get moved. It feels like the goalposts are going to get moved downwards, and... Uh, Ultimately, if we, if we carry this through to its sort of logical extreme, we'll end up saying, well, relegation isn't that bad because we have a lot of money in the bank and uh, we could afford to buy anyone, but we choose not to. So, you know, the, the next division down will not do anyone any harm. Mm. So please stop <laughs> arguing and get... Could you see him saying that, can't you? I'm starting to see this happening and it's scaring me a lot. So, uh, you know, it's got to be top four for me. If it's not top four, it's complete failure. Steve, you and me are both block 99 in the North Bank Upper now. I'm row 17, you're 98. 98. No, no, oh, 98. You come up a different set of stairs. And yeah, all yeah, you, but I do. Well, I'm row 17. But we meet in the middle. We meet in the middle. Uh, we, well, I, yeah. I always turn round whenever Walcott does anything. And yeah. you, you sat down most of the time. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you and me both pay £1,400 for our season ticket. If we don't qualify for the Champions League next year, that, that price isn't worth it, is it? No, it certainly isn't worth it. I mean, with all the money that we've had from selling players money we've had from Champions League qualification for the last 15 years. The fact that, that Wenger, and I'm sure it's Wenger, who chooses not to spend it, I mean, if we don't finish in the top four, it's totally Wenger's fault. Mm. Um, and I'll be gutted to pay £1,400 to watch the Europa Cup next year. Um, I'm hopeful that the players are good enough to finish in the top four, and I think we're better than Chelsea, despite you know, what everyone else might think. I still think we're a better side than Chelsea. So I would expect us to finish top four. If we don't, and we are faced with the Europa League, I would rather be in the Europa League than not at all. You know, I think it'd be a good opportunity to, to, to blood some of our kids, to blood the, the, the players that wouldn't necessarily play in the Premier League every week. Um, I, just, I think it would be good to be in the Europa League rather than nothing at all. Who would you like in your, in your group next year, Mark? Would you like Barcelona in your group in the Champions League, Dynamo Zagreb in the UEFA Cup, or absolutely fuck all because we haven't qualified for anything? Europa League, I agree with what Steve says 100%, not even 99%, 100%. The only thing that concerns me is playing on a Thursday night and that Sunday thing. As a pure fan, not with regards to watching the young players, Steve, or watching that squad players get a game, I get that. What I don't get is having to draw myself on a Thursday night and a Sunday to watch the, the constant monotony of games that take place. How many games you play in the Europa League if you win it? About 25, something like that? Yeah, Fulham, Fulham's season got ruined by it last year. And depending on what the club do, their price structure and everything else, we could be in a, in a situation where we have like 12 cup credits to play and watching us get lots of absolute rubbish. So that makes me very, very fearful. Going back to Joe's point now about what is a boy to success this season, like Steve, I believe we're very lucky that there's three decent teams in the league this season. I hate to say those bunch of idiots up the road, but one season only, I hope. 
But it is between us, Chelsea and Liverpool. Newcastle potentially. But look, all four of us aren't that great. We've all got massive holes in our squad and we're all inconsistent. We can come fourth. But the thing that worries me is so can Liverpool and so can Chelsea. It's mm. going to be tough. Mm. And like you said, we have moved the goalposts time and time again. There was once a time where I remember green fields and sunny days when we were challenged for the title. Mm. We were properly challenged for the And Absolutely. even last season, even though <coughs> I was never convinced we were ever going to do it, we were challenging for the title. Now Wenger comes out and says, do you know what? Fourth place is where we're aimed. Why? It mm. doesn't make sense if I'm using the wrong tense. I shouldn't say aimed. Uh, but, and what gets me is, you know... In, in the club's defence, though, Mark, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what's happened since, since then. Go on. Manchester City and Chelsea, Abramovich and Sheikh Mansour. They've totally moved the goalposts of football. But you're yeah, right, with Steve, but we could won the league last season and Chelsea have stopped spending really big in the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, but my point is, you are right, but we made £18 million profit in August in transfers. Yeah. £18 million. The season before last, we made £40 million profit or something like yeah. that. Where's that money gone? See, if we don't spend all the money that we make, and then, and then we don't challenge. Yeah. That's the club's fault. Totally. And Absolutely. And, and that's my point. And what gets me when you've got the AKBs saying stuff like, Wenger bought some really good players in the transfer window. We did buy players in the end. No, we didn't. Can't these supporters get through to their fixed goals that we made profit in the summer? Mm. We didn't spend money. We made profit. Roughly about £18 million. They got an extra £3 million on our season tickets. So where's this £21 million gone? And why didn't we spend it in the transfer wing? Um, it's not good enough for Wenger to say there's no decent players there. He's got £21 million in his pocket. We are struggling to come forth. Why does the guy then spend £400,000 on a German teenager I've never heard of? It doesn't make sense. Where's his £21 million? Could have had players in January. Yeah. Could have had players in Where's January. Where's his £21 million? And why yeah. are the fans making more of a thing about this? Yeah. Why are people accepting that we make this profit and well, don't spend it? I think well, they are actually. But then people aren't accept. People aren't accepting it. That's why you know against Man United, everyone was seeing spend some fucking money. That's what I was seeing at the end of last year, and that's why if we do lose to Spurs, that will be the main refrain: spend some fucking money. People are sick and tired of the money being there and yeah. also not spending. Oh, Steve, you're right. But then Wenger mm. will come out and say, but I do spend money. Like you said, oh, yeah, we bought £10 million at Oxlade Chamberlain. They mm. mention the money that they do, do spend. What they don't mention is the profit that we make on transfers. What gets me, what gets me is when they say, when, when Wenger or Gazidis is asked, why don't you spend the money you've got? They say, we can't afford to spend £40 or £50 million on one player. Well, no one is mm. ever asking him to spend £40 mm. or £50 million pound on one player. On. We want three £10 million pound players. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like what you just said, I mean, I mean, going to you first, Joe, I mean, what do you think it would take for the club to dispense with Benga's services? Would it be sacking him? Prompting him to resign? Um, I just can't see it happening. I mean, there was... There, I mean, when I read today, I mean, I, I don't believe it's true, by the way, but when I read today that Steve Bold might might come in as the assistant from next season onwards, I, th I started to believe, oh, maybe he's going to be groomed as the new manager. And, and I felt this glimmer of hope. And then I thought, it's not going to happen. It's, I, don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I, I really wish something like that would happen because that would be a natural development, a progression and evolution mm. rather than turning everything around and bringing in somebody like Ancelotti. Ancelotti is a great manager, but... I'm not sure he'd be the right manager for Arsenal. I don't know. He might be, he might not. Mm. But it would be a huge risk. And I think we were discussing, um, Steve and myself and a few other people, the other day after the Bolton game, we were discussing if we got rid of Wenger, who would we bring in? 
who's guaranteed to make this club more successful than Wenger has? And, and the answer was no one. I'd like it to be an ex-Arsenal man, though. Yeah, I would, me I would too. like it to be an ex-Arsenal man. Wenger was no, was he? Wenger no, had nothing to do no. with the club whatsoever. And look, what's that? Nothing about him. He won us three... Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. at the start, Steve, to be yeah. fair to the guy, yeah. Yeah. we did win a shitload of trophies and yeah. we played some amazing football. And really, what's the sad thing about Wenger, as we said it before, is that if he left in 2005... He would have been regarded as the best Arsenal manager of mm. all time ever. Yeah. In the same way, if David Bowie, his last album was, was Scary Monsters in 1980, <laughs> mm. he would have had an untarnished yeah, yeah. record. Yeah, 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 and yeah, even yeah. though Bowie came back with some great albums in the late 90s, people always remember Never Let, Let Me Down and Tim Machine. Yeah. In the same way, people are <laughs> yeah. always going to think to themselves about this season and getting beaten 8 2 by Man, Man United yeah. at Old Trafford. Mm. That's mm. always going to be there. So that, what about the laughing nun? David Bell <laughs> yeah. did the laughing that, He well. was right at the start. That, yeah. that was Arsene Wenger's grandpa's age. And also, this is, this, is another, this is another good Wenger indictment. I mean, before Saturday, when we scored three in the first half, I think out of the last 21 home games, we'd failed to score in the first half in 17 of them. Mm. Well, amazing. That's How amazing, amazing is that? that? It's, yeah, it's, that's over a season. Yeah. And good old Joe here, he mentions that old, when he, in his staunch yet poetic defence of Theo, said that he's our second top scorer. The fact that our second top scorer has got six goals, what does that say about how many goals we've been scoring this season? Apart from RVP, yeah. he's hardly scored and any who, goals at all. And who is putting the goals on a plate for RVP? It's Theo. Theo the is the season. Well, yeah. I mean, the other day he set up three goals. Mm, he set yeah. up three goals. But, that's in one game and two my, for RVP. But my point was, Joe, is that we're not scoring many goals, are we? No, as a team. No, and that's a good point. And the thing good. is, RVP and Theo are on a similar wavelength, whether people can see it or not. That's mm. exactly what's going on, in my opinion, because... RVP finds Theo and Theo vice versa. They they're on the same wavelength. Um, how many years has he got left on his contract? Is it two se- Kev, is it two seasons after this? RVP one season. Is it no no no, no not RVP Wenger. Wenger oh, yeah, yeah he's got two, two seasons yeah. left on after this. Wait, what did the club want to do to get rid of him? Well, he's on one hundred and sixty thousand pounds a week. He's the best paid manager in the whole of world sport. They've got to find an awful lot of money to get rid of him in one foul swoop. Yeah, mm-hmm. as we know, they ain't got that money. They could okay. move him upstairs, perhaps. I don't know. If, if they've not got the money, they, they never spend it on players. They must mm-hmm. have it somewhere. Well, I mean, the other thing to do could be that he resigns. Well, twenty-one and... million. They have got the money. They've got twenty-one million pounds. Twenty-one was just the balance on Fabregas and. Uh, that's really yeah. They've got fifty million in the player tr- proceeds account. Mm. In in Wenger's defence, he mm. came out yeah. when he was asked the same question: Are you going to buy in January during December? He said, "I'm going to have to sell someone first. That's not his decision. That's what he's been told. Because the the club, I don't know whether it's the mortgage on the new stadium is too too expensive, whether it's just making as much money as you could possibly imagine for staying cranky or something like that. Wenger is sitting there biting the inside of his mouth and every single one of these these press interviews because. He knows what the problems are. Part of me would be scared that if we try, I say if we try, if Real Madrid try and do a coach shop, shop with us in the, in the summer and Wenger says, I'll go to Real Madrid in a heartbeat and Mourinho comes over and says, right, okay, I want £120,000. Okay, that's absolutely fine. It's cheaper than Wenger. Okay, I want to see the accounts before I take over for anything because I'm going to have to spend about £40 million a summer. And he sees that there isn't any money and he goes, well, fuck this. I'll hang around for because the Because he constantly says... You know, Wenger can have all the money we make. He says it, he goes, he's on record of saying that. Mm. Wenger can have every single penny the club makes because no one takes any dividends, no one takes any money out of the club. It all goes back in the club in the transfer proceeds account. Mm. Wenger can spend all that, but he chooses not to. I'm sure if we've got Mourinho in, he would, he would spend it. The thing is, I mean, the way that he words that, it's uh, every, money, every money that we make 
if he if he's technically in terms of how many players he sold, how many players has he bought, there's twenty one million pounds in our in our favour. If we're like that on the thirty first of July or thirty first of August, something like that, anything that we make extra has to go on the mortgage or something like that, then mm. it isn't money that we made. Mm. Uh, and if uh, the stance of of Ivan is that he can he can spend anything we make rather than thinking in that case I'll spend sixteen million pounds on uh, a really really good player I have to settle on six hundred thousand pounds on Thomas Eisfeld from Borussia Dortmund's mm-hmm. youth team. Um, I think Wenger, I think that's Wenger though. Wenger just loves to do that, doesn't he? He's always loved to take a punt on a player. Amari Bischoff. Uh, it was the one before that. Um, Stefan Mounts. Stefan Mounts. Mm. Stefan Mounts. Um, Tavlaridis. Tavlaridis. Yeah, there's, there's been like every season there's one of them. Junichi Inamoto. Yeah. Weirdly, if you translate his name from Japanese into Korean, it comes out as Young Park. It's, it's outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please carry on. Yeah, but every, every year there's a player that Venga takes a punt on. So far, none of them have ever come off. No. Icefield might. And if it does, that, that's what Venga gets up on. Even more than trophies, I think. You know, he wants to get those young players in there, mm. sign them for 600000 or whatever it is we paid for him, turn him into the next Cesc Fabregas, sell him to Barcelona for £25 million. then he can say to the club, I made you all that money, yeah. my £7 million a year is justified. You can understand that in a way, because um, I mean, you do take immense pride if, if, you're, if you're a coach and, and you see a player develop, but then Wenger's not really strictly a coach. No, he's a manager, not a coach, yeah. you're right. So, so that's, that's the strange part mm. about it all. There's something very strange about it. But then another strange thing, we were talking with somebody the other day, Steve, in, in mm. the pub, and, mm. and this, this fan said, well, Arsene Wenger is like, it's almost like he's in a marriage with Arsenal. So he's covering up something. Mm. And you should, you know, give him a bit, a bit of think, slack. Give I him one slack. Arsene Wenger, I mean, I, I've always criticised him, although in my latest Guna column, I've kind of given him quite a lot of slack, and I've said how much I admire him. Um, but I think whatever you say about Arsene Wenger, I think you can't doubt that he actually loves Arsenal. Mm. He loves Arsenal like we love him. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, but so too much at times. And I think everything he does, he does for the love of the club, whether we agree with that or not. So, in answer to my question, what do you think it would take for a club to dispense with Arsene Wenger's services? It has to be... Him quitting, there's nothing else. Has to be him quitting. The him. club won't get rid of him, will they? Well, we consistently... If we spent three or four years and didn't make the top four or come 10th or 11th, things might change. But until that happens, he's going nowhere. Mm. And I think the only thing that might happen is if the crowd can get on his back, or we get beaten by Spurs, have a really bad end of the season, come 6th or 7th, don't win the um, FA Cup, then things could potentially turn around. But the club aren't getting rid of him. Well, what, what happens if we finish 7th this year? Last home game of the season, we lose. Everyone goes spend some fucking money or... And boo, and no one renews their season tickets. Mm. Club level player, uh, club level fans don't renew. Would that be enough? Do you think for the, for the club to get rid of him? I, I think, can't imagine that. I, no. I, I think there's such a big weight in this. I mean, I, I don't know what. I don't think there's a weight. Not there is. There is. They won't give me a ticket. What they want? my last column as well. What, what they want? They want no season ticket holders at all. Mm. If there's no season ticket holders. Their ground is full up with once a season tourists. Mm-hmm. They're all going to go to the club shop. They're all going to go and buy something from one of the five club shops. Whereas season ticket holders, we buy something from the club shop once a year. Mm. If there's 21 different people sitting in our seat every season, or 26, including cup ties, they're all going to go and, and, and pay 26 times more visits to the club shop. Mm. So basically, the maths is not going to force Wenger out, that's for sure. The only, the only people that can force him out are the fans. I mean, if the fans get on his case enough, 
I don't really see that's going to happen, but if the results go that badly, it's possible. Yeah. At the moment, it's sort of 50-50, it feels like. Yes and no, but I think with regards to the tickets, Joe, where you could be wrong is, I mean, the country is facing an ever downward spiral in economics. I think last season proved that, you know, a lot of games used to go, never went to red to red sale. Every game this season goes on general sale. Mm. There's not the big demand for our tickets that there once was. Mm. The fact now is I put my ticket for Blackburn on a ticket exchange, lucky to sell it, but there was pages and pages and pages of spare, spare tickets. The demand is nowhere near what it actually was. So we have a bad end to next season mm. and we're not in the Champions League. All of a sudden, our prices aren't that very good anymore. And I think you'll find that every game is going to start to sell out. And I think then the club will then start to worry. Because as, as has been pointed out by many, many people, they don't care if people like me don't go to watch a game. I paid for all of them season. It mm. doesn't matter if I'm there or I'm, or I'm not. Where they're going to start to be affected is if they're not selling tickets out for every single match. And the fact that, I've, I could be wrong, but most games this season have gone to general sale. That's very worrying for the M club. I mean, back in the day, all Carling Cup games sold out straight away. Yeah, absolutely. Now they don't sell out anymore, even at a 10 hour ago. Mm. Okay, well, well, moving from the boardroom out onto the pitch, obviously coming up in the Champions League shortly, we've got Milan, Milano, AC Milan, um, who they're not strangers to us. I mean, less than four years ago, um, we beat them. We beat them, uh, beat them 2 0. Uh, I was there, Dave, you know. And all the way out in. Oh, in that case, you can answer my first <laughs> question. <laughs> was it really four years ago? Uh, 2008. 2008. Yeah. It was, I, was in a, I was in a sea of piss. Because there was, there was one, one toilet for, for 4,000 Arsenal fans, and literally everyone was just weeing on, on the stands. But it was the best sea of wee I've ever been in. It was brilliant. What a game. Well, have we noticed with this AC Milan game, though? Have we noticed that if, you know, we always get Barcelona, last two years, we, first opportunity, we've mm. got Barcelona. What group were, in AC, were AC Milan in in the group stage? Barcelona's group. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They obviously thought that we were going to finish as well as our own Okay, well, well, 2008, we went, to, we went to Milan in our second leg and we, we won. Oh, there you go, Okay, can you remember the team that Arsenal played that day? I remember Adeboyor played because he scored a goal. And Flamengo like, scored because he, he um, scored a goal. I think Flamengo gone by then, didn't he? No, I think he played. I don't think. I think Flamengo. Uh, yeah, Flamini played. Played as a midfield player rather than left back. Cleb must have played. Cleb uh, did play. Um, who were we at the back? Who was the goalkeeper? Was it the Spanish Almunia, waiter? Almunia. He was the Spanish waiter indeed. And the full back would have been Sagna. Sagna was one of the full backs. Who was the left back? Clichy. Who the two centre halves? One of them will surprise you. In Senderos. Senderos did indeed wow. play before Milan signed him on loan for a season. Touré. Touré. No, not Toure. Sylvester. No, it wasn't that Gallas. fast. Uh, it was indeed William Gallas. Mm. Two more midfielders and one uh, attacking player. I need from you. So if it was Fabregas, it must have been with him. Fabregas and Flamini. So then on the wings, Fabri- got sorry, Fabregas and Flamini as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Fabregas for Flair. One's, one's a central midfield player, one was playing wider on the right, I would have thought. Uh, you got me there. I'm it's sure I know it when you tell us. It's not RVP. On the bench. Robin Van Persie was on the bench because he couldn't get his place in the Arsenal team ahead of Emmanuel Aboué. Who started? Oh, how did we forget that? The, the other central yeah, midfield player. The C B O U E Emmanuel Bui. Um, it was that bloke who used to sit in front of me, who on his own would just go, Hey, B, oh yeah, hey, Emmanuel, 
And then you start laughing, then you go, <laughs> Did it on time after time? Strange. Really You've never brilliant. heard that on Match of the Day. <laughs> if he's listening today and I say, Dad, I love you. Um, the, uh, yeah, the central midfield players, Abu Diaby, and the five subs. Oh, Abu Diaby. The five subs were Jens Lehmann, Robin Van Persie, Danielson, Nicholas Bentner, and Justin Hoyt. Justin Hoyt so, on the bench. David, out of that current squad there, yeah. out of these 16 players or whatever, mm. how many of that squad are going to be involved this time? RVP, that's it, isn't it? Oh, crikey. Sagna at one. Oh, sorry, the other two subs were Gilberto mm. and Walcott. Um, I do apologise. So, so Sagna, Walcott, yeah. RVP. Uh, I think that's it. And I think the it. rest Bloody have gone. Hell. The times they are a changing yeah. of Dylan once yeah. We can't even play Manuel because he's been deregistered yeah. out of our, yeah. out of our yeah. Champions League yeah. and Premier League In the meantime, squads. they've got the same side. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Have, it's a, such an old team, in fairness. I mean, having a look at our team, who you obviously see every week, and just let you know, everyone listening at home, the, uh, the punters here have all got um, a list of who plays for AC Milan in front of them. Um, are Arsenal going to win or Milan going to take this quite comfortably? Looking at that team, I'd have to say uh, Arsenal, Arsenal should have enough about them to, to easily negotiate this time. Because, uh, I mean, who, who have um, AC Milan brought in they didn't have before? Rubinho wasn't there, was he, previously? I don't Kevin so. Prince-Boateng. Well, and Angela Merkel and, up front. And the thing is, we've heard that Kevin Prince-Boateng is playing really well, but we've seen him in the UK, he wasn't all that. He was, he was okay, not a bad player. But, but looking at their back four, they they're pretty old and, quite good, and the midfield they're, they're, they make Thierry Henry look like a baby there's, two, there's two flops there that flopped in the Premier League Rubinho and Kevin Prince-Boateng mm. mm. supposed to be frightened of them what's his player that's 44 years of age Allegria somewhere he looks a bit handy he's the coach, <laughs> he's the coach. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I, personally I think, I think it's not a great draw they were easier draws to get on mm. paper um, but we've got a great record in the San Siro. Magnificent record there. I can't ever remember us losing there. Mm. Um, second legs at the Emirates. If, if Wenger can only lose it. If he picks the wrong team, and, he, and we, we need a win, say, in the second leg, and he plays three destroyers in the middle yeah. instead of attacking players, you know, and only one up front, we're going to lose. But if Wenger picks the right team, I've got every confidence. I, I, I look at their defence and I worry, to be completely honest. I think they've got a very, very good defence. I mean, they play Bonera at centre-half next to Mexes. Uh, it used to be Tai Taiwo on the left, although the fact that he's at QPR would suggest he won't play. But in Gianluca Zambrotta, I think they've got Ella before back and he can play on either side. Yeah, but what about he's 34? What's he going to do when Chamberlain and Walcott start running at him? <laughs> oh, it's all right. It'll be... Ran out and by Elm Reed. And Mexi <laughs> and Nesta. I mean, would you swap those two for our two centre-offs? Oh, I, I just think Nesta. Would you swap those Nesta's two for Milan and Kazeoni? I wouldn't. I mean, the only thing Nesta's got going against him is his age. And Mexi is still 29. Mexi's been linked with Arsenal for quite a long time. And I yeah. always wanted him to join us. I mean, yeah. he's that good at centre-half. So, I mean, their defence doesn't look too bad. It's, it's the midfield. It's, it's just... The age of the midfield. But then again, Bommel, it 34, Cattuso 34, Seedle 35. Aquilani's on loan from Liverpool. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> oh, great team they've got. If we, if we, if we play Song, Rosicki and Arteta in the middle, or if Rosicki's injured or something, then Ben O'Yoon in the middle, I think we'll do it. We'll You're dropping the Welshman to play to Rosicki. I'm dropping the Welshman. The Welshman's on the bench. I love Aaron Ramsey. I'm his greatest fan. 
that he is in danger of being burnt out. Oh yeah, yeah he's knackered. Then he goes yeah. on about the about burnout. Mm. It's not Chamberlain that's going to be burnt out. Yeah. It's mm. Ramsey. Mm. If he plays Ramsey very much more this year, he is mm. going to break his leg again. Good point. Well, let's just it. keep him yeah. off the pitch for the next couple of weeks. So bearing in mind, uh, I think will only be done by the with the first leg by the time it go uh, by the time we mm. sit down and record the next podcast. Uh, where are we going to lie after the first leg, Joe? I've got a funny feeling it's going to be nil-nil after the first leg. Mark Ollison? We'll be 1-0 down, but we'll win 3-1 at the Emirates and 3-2 at aggregate. And Steve? We'll concede out there, but I also think we'll score. It'll be 1-1 out there or a 2-1 win for us. I think most people will take one all at the San Siro fence. Yeah. OK, well, we're going to take another short break before... Oh, you're joking. I mean, it's such fun. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll finish you off in about two minutes. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> I want to that. <laughs> well, at least one of us is going to take a short break before recording. One of us fucking concussion is on the menu. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who have just caught this one, if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks once again to our sponsors, gunashirts.com. This is your host, David Udo, bidding you farewell with my thanks for listening. La di da di da, la di da di all good friends and jolly good company. Hey! Said the right that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.